everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Oh Shoot. I'm your host, Ellie. And you know what? This is, wow, actually, this is wild. Because first of all, this is the first episode where it's just been me, myself, and I in a while. So hey, hi, how are ya? It's been a while since it's just been, you know, you and me. How you doing? I hope you're well. Um, Second of all, this is the first episode where I'm not talking about a Marvel movie. This is wild. This is absolutely, like, this is actually crazy. Because when you think about it, every single episode I have had out has been Marvel. It literally, how many, oh god, okay, how many episodes have I had out? I've had 28 episodes out. All Marvel movies. This is episode 29. Tick, tick, boom. A a non-Marvel movie. This is crazy. This is absolutely insane. And you know what? I think starting off real, real strong, you know, getting, kicking things off in the new year with a non-Marvel movie that I absolutely love. I mean, it couldn't get better than this. And it's only going to go uphill from here honestly because there's going to be so many other amazing non-marvel movies that we're going to talk about but anyway another note that i actually wanted to make because i haven't talked about it before no i i haven't does the audio sound different does it sound a little cleaner well that's because i have a mic an actual mic i am a you know what i'm a full-on podcaster now i have a mic which is crazy to me Which, I mean, shout out to Abby because she's the one that actually got it for me. But I feel so professional. I feel so official. Oh my gosh. Am I like truly a podcaster now? I might be. Go me, honestly. (laughs) 2022. Honestly, it's just easier to shorten the form. Less words, whatever. 2022 is going to be a cool year, you know? Starting off a little rough, but you know, it. I, I feel like it can only go uphill from here. But you know, let's get into it. Tick, tick, boom. Very relevant, actually, when we get really into it. And I've kind of broken down this episode into a few parts, just to give a lot of context, because there's a lot to cover when it comes to this movie, Um, at least, you know, as I feel. I'm going to start off with talking about Tick, Tick, Boom, what it is, you know, who Jonathan Larson is, and then I'm going to launch into talking some Easter eggs, some little, you know, connectors to rent, just kind of like musical theater nerdy things. Nothing, nothing too crazy. I'll keep it short, you know, but this is definitely a very interesting aspect of it. And then I'm going to finish off with, you know, some takeaways from this movie and at least from my perspective and a bit from, you know, other people I've spoken to because I have talked about this movie with a few friends. But you know what? Let's just get right into it because I'm so excited to talk about this movie. Oh my, ah! Okay. I'm just so excited to talk about this movie, okay? I'm, let's go, let's go. So, tick, tick, boom. Wonderful, wonderful movie musical directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Complete, oh gosh, him in just the musical theater world is absolutely amazing. And who do we have starring as Jonathan? 
in Tick, Tick, Boom, Andrew Garfield. One of the loves of my life. And actually, what's really funny about this casting choice is that, in a way, you know, kind of technically speaking, there was no certainty that he could actually sing, sing before he got into it got cast in this role so it is it was definitely a lot of faith was put into Andrew Garfield and he really pulled through he is a shining star in this movie he is absolutely incredible his voice oh wow I did not know Andrew Garfield could sing no one knew he could sing and this movie damn after this movie I'm like can we put this man in more musicals movie musicals I think he would do really, really well on them. And he is, I mean, he himself is just a phenomenal actor. He is absolutely amazing. And I will take no criticism on that. <laughs> but, you know, I, he is definitely a very much a loved and respected actor. And he absolutely killed it in this role and nothing but respect for him. But Tick, Tick, Boom is based on the autobiographical musical by playwright Jonathan Larson. And for those who don't know who Jonathan Larson is, he is a lyricist and composer who created Rent. And if you don't know what Rent is, Google is your best friend here. But I mean, okay, honestly, honestly, I would be shocked if there are, you know, people listening don't know, don't know Rent because I feel like it's one of those musicals that even if you're not into the musical theater scene, you kind of, you have some awareness of this musical because it was also um, turned into a movie musical. I think, what, what year was this? I think 2005, 2003, 2005. It, yeah, anyway, it was made into a movie and again, you know, I feel like it's known. I don't know. I feel like before I watched it, I had an awareness of it. But anyway, anyway, all that aside. So the movie is based on the three character show, the same name that was originally mounted in 2001. But that production was actually based on the solo musical that Jonathan Larson had written. And he had performed it a few times before Rent as well. So he had described it uh, as a musical monologue that followed his character, a composer named John, who lived in New York and worked at the Moondance Diner, which Larson had worked there himself. And you know what? Uh, Moondance Diner is totally iconic. You have, you literally, you've seen it across media, even if you're not 100% sure you had. Most notably, I feel like most notably in Spider-Man because MJ, um, Raimi Spider-Man, because MJ worked there as a, as a waitress. He was a struggling artist, you know, in his time, working so hard to get his musicals on stage. He was writing all day, every day, but, you know, working as a waiter at the Moondance Diner to make ends meet. It was rough, it was a struggle, but you know what? In the end, rent happened. After all those years of hard work, after everything, we got rent. And probably the most tragic 
aspect of this was, you know, he spent about seven years working on this musical and unfortunately passed away opening night, which is so he never got to see the impact of Rent. He never got to see how much people love this musical. And this musical went on to win a Pulitzer Prize and to win Tony Awards for Best Musical. It became one of one of the longest running shows in Broadway history. To this day, people still love Rent, watch Rent. And I, I definitely recommend it to people who are, you know, wanting to get into musicals or just are curious about this aspect of, you know, art. And I love it. I love Rent. I have seen it live. I've seen I've seen the movie multiple times. It is a wonderful, wonderful movie as well. And I highly recommend, you know, I'd say the movie is definitely the most accessible because, you know, I don't remember if it's still on Netflix or not, but it used to be on Netflix. If not, you can find it online. If you have the chance to see it live, definitely see it live. It is a it is just a phenomenal experience. It is wonderful. It is so amazing. And you there are little there are differences between the stage musical and the film. But I highly recommend watching it. If not, there is other versions, you know, with their original cast online on stage. Slime tutorials, if you will. If you know, you know, essentially. Slime tutorials. If you know, you know. If I'm saying this right now, if you don't know what that is, DM me and I will I will let you know. I will tell you, okay? But Rent Slime Tutorial. They exist. There are many. They are wonderful. Fantastic 10 out of 10 tutorials. I highly recommend watching them. Now, <laughs> again, if you know, you know. So I, I'm like thinking about this now and I'm like, that sounds ridiculous. But trust me. Trust me. Trust your host. I would not lie to you. I would not. Now, let's talk about Lin-Manuel Miranda for a hot second. So, Lin-Manuel Miranda in 2001 saw Tick, Tick, Boom in a tiny little theater in New York and it completely changed his life. And he said, it really clarified whether I wanted to do this for a living or not. And later on, he added, it was like, here's what your 20s are going to look like, dude. So Tick, Tick, Boom has been an incredible, incredibly important aspect of Lin-Manuel Miranda's life. It really means something to him. The story, Jonathan Larson, the music, all of it means a lot to him, especially the fact that it is just, just the story of a struggling artist, you know? Someone who has dreams of Broadway, someone who has dreams of, you know, writing music, acting, getting their art, getting their craft on stage for others to see. And thinking about all of that, it really makes so much sense for Lynn to be the one to bring this musical to the screen. And let me just say, this is probably one of the best movie musicals I have seen in my life because it is a it is a very difficult task to bring a stage musical to the screen it's really difficult to have that same impact and that same beauty that stage musicals have and lin-manuel 
being very, you know, very in tune with Broadway and stage musicals, you know, Into the Heights, Hamilton, you know, he himself being in both of those productions, wrote them, you know, did the music. <laughs> like, this is my thing when it comes to movie musicals and whatnot. Whoever is doing, you know, the screenwriting or the directing or any of that, or even just like the cinematography, they need to know musicals. They need to understand them and they need to have love and passion for them. Stage musicals. It has specifically stage musicals because the way that people move on stage, the way that they sing, the way that their facial expressions are is very different than what you see with a regular, just a movie. It's very different. And to have someone who understands all of these elements that go into putting on a stage production of a musical, they need that understanding and that passion because that's what's going to make it a good movie musical. And there are plenty of movie musicals that completely miss that mark. Which also, you know, makes me concerned for any Broadway musical that's coming to the screen it really comes down to, you know, who's in charge of making it happen. And a lot of, a lot of thought needs to go into it. But Lin-Manuel Miranda, oh, he absolutely nailed it with this. He did so incredibly well. And now I'm like, okay, I kind of want Lin to direct more movie musicals because he can do it. But kind of circling back to Tick, Tick, Boom, him having that love and appreciation for it also had such a big impact. So, you know, moving on, thinking, you know, Wicked, where we are getting a movie of that. And that is another incredibly long-running, popular musical. Whoever's directing that needs to know and understand the production very well. And my hope is that they have a lot of love and respect for it, and maybe even played a part in a Wicked production at some point in their life. Because I feel like that's going to add to the understanding of it. And when you get that on to the movie screen, hopefully they make it absolutely amazing. I have high hopes. Another really good one I have to say was West Side Story. Of course, we did have this is not the first time it was made into a movie, but this was incredibly well done as well. 10 out of 10 recommend if you have not seen it yet. But I I think I'll leave it there for kind of the discussion on what Tick, Tick, Boom is. Now, let's get into some lovely, amazing Easter eggs. Oh my gosh, this movie, holy shit. For lack of a better word, holy shit. Like, the amount of Easter eggs and references that were in this were absolutely amazing. And if you are big fans of Rent and are a big fan of musical theater and Broadway, you you could pick up on them very easily, especially lots of familiar faces. There were many, many familiar faces in this movie. So getting right into it, I'm going to start off with some of the little Rent references. Now, now one of the ones I noticed almost like right away was that on Jonathan Larson's voicemail, he says, speak. 
which is the same as Roger and Mark in Rent on their voicemail. You know, when the call, you don't pick up the phone. They they kind of sing it. They're like, speak. And then you start talking. And I'm like, that is so clearly a reference. And I absolutely love it. It's just one of those really tiny little things. And I'm like, oh, amazing. Amazing. Another one I noticed, which I was like, I had to think about it for a second. Because I was like, wait. Is this? Hmm. In the beginning, we hear a character, Deborah, leave a voicemail for Jonathan and saying that they're not able to get the speakers to work. And in Rent, Maureen leaves a similar voicemail for Mark talking about the how the speak they're having some troubles with the speakers. And I'm like, hmm, that's a cute little reference. That's a cute little nod to Rent. And another one and another one. In the beginning, again, this is like a lot of these little ones that were near the beginning of the movie. Jonathan refers to Michael as Pookie. He says, hey, Pookie. Ren fans, you know, you know where this is going. Maureen uses Pookie for her lovers when she wants something in particular. And in Rent, in the song Tango Maureen, Mark asks Joanne, has she ever pouted her lips and called you Pookie? And unfortunately, she has. <laughs> and a, another, this is, okay. And then the next one I kind of want to talk about is more of a song. That the the context and just the sound of it reminded me of a song from Rent. So the song No More that Michael and Jonathan are singing a lot of elements of it remind me of the song Rent from Rent. And if you listen to them, like you know, listen to one song, then listen to the song right after it, you can pick up on the little um, similarities, which is just really, really interesting. And there were a lot of these little moments in the music in Tick, Tick, Boom that felt very reminiscent of Rent. And you can kind of tell like where the little like just the little bits of inspiration. And I absolutely, I am obsessed, obsessed with it. Next one. The next one I want to bring up, it's very subtle. It is a very, it's one that is easy to miss because I didn't even pick up on it the first time at all. I, I literally, I did not. So when John is kind of fiddling, fiddling away um, on his keyboard, trying to, you know, figure out the final climactic song of Superbia, he taps out the opening notes to Rent's One Song Glory. I love One Song Glory. It is, oh, it's so, so good. And this scene is actually really interesting because Jonathan spends a lot of the film trying to figure out this final key song for, his, for Superbia, which also really does mirror John, um, which really does mirror Roger's inability to finish a song in Rent, which is something his character is struggling with. And honestly, it doesn't just stop here. There are countless little references, but we're not going to go over every single one. Not, not, not in this episode, at least, uh, or ever. I don't know. I don't know if I would want to go over every little reference. There are many, many articles that do talk about the little Easter eggs. So you can, if you are interested, take a, take a look at them. They highlight um, a lot of wonderful moments. Or, you know, 
if you want to make it a bit of a challenge for yourself, watch Rent, then watch Tick, Tick, Boom, and, you know, see what little references and Easter eggs you find. Make it a, make it, it's like a fun little game. You can almost make like a little bingo card. Not really. I don't know. You could. I'm sure there's a way. My brain's not working right now to kind of figure that out, but I'm sure there's a way. Anyway, I want to talk about the insane amount of cameos, Broadway legends, and just incredible people from Broadway who made brief appearances in this movie because it's absolutely bonkers how many there were. And I'm not going to go over every single one because there were many, 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 many. Like some of the people we saw throughout it were, you know, Broadway actors and actresses like Laura Benanti, Kate Rockwell. I love Kate Rockwell. When I saw her face, I was like, oh my God, it's Kate. It's Kate Rockwell. Um, but jo- uh, Judy Kuhn, Christopher Jackson. Oh my gosh. Honestly, actually, there's also Lin-Manuel Miranda cameo, as he should and as he does in nearly all of his anything movie he's done. Because he's also an Into the Heights. But the, the moment, the the scene, the scene where we see an incredible amount of cameos is during the Sunday sequence. Holy shit. When this, okay, let me tell you. Story time. Story time, friends. So um, Abby and I went to go see this movie in theaters. When Sunday happened, we were like holding hands and like, yelling silently (laughs) because of course we're in a movie theater freaking out because of how many Broadway legends were in this scene it was absolutely insane and I'm gonna let's go let's go over a few of them because holy shit even every single time I watch this scene I'm like help (laughs) we got Chita Rivera who was the original Anita in West Side Story. This is all on Broadway on stage, okay? The original Anita in West Side Story. The original Velma in Chicago. She's a legend. She is absolutely a legend. Then we have Daphne Rubin Vega, who was also in Into the Heights, the film. She played Mimi in Rent, in one of the productions of Rent. Then we have Adam Pascal, I love Adam Pascal. Do I, the love I have for this man. Oh my goodness. He played Roger in the original production of Rent that Jonathan unfortunately could not see. So actually, um, one of the really interesting things about Rent, the movie musical, is that the cast was nearly the entirety of the original cast. I think there was the exception were uh, just a few characters but that's also what really makes the movie musical really, really unique and very special because much of the cast was in the original production. So Adam Pascal, original production and in the movie, he makes a nice little cameo during the Sunday sequence. And then as well, Wilson Germain Heredia, who played Angel in Rent. So the, and all three of them are in one in like the one scene together, which is even better because now you have people who were in Rent. Oh, it just it warms my heart. And actually, they're not the only people who were in Rent 
in a production of Rent. Vanessa Hudgens was also in Rent Live, which was in 2019. She was Maureen Johnson in that one. And yeah, I, I believe there are a few other actors in this movie who did play a role in some Rent production at some point in their career. So again, if I'm sure this being in this movie was just extra special to them. Now moving on, who else? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Absolutely lost our shit when we saw them. But Renee Elise Goldsberry and Miss Philippa Sue, aka two of the Skylar sisters, two of the original Skylar sisters from Hamilton. I absolutely lost my shit when I saw them. I love them. I love them so much. Of course, they were two best friends in this scene. And what really added to their, you know, little cameos is that the colors that they were wearing in their headbands were the colors that they wear as Angelica and Eliza Schuyler. This little detail, holy, oh my God, <laughs> absolutely amazing, amazing. And they also do the little um, Schuyler sister pose near the end as well, which is a nice little, nice little touch. And I'm like, of course, Lynn had to get his girls briefly in this. And, you know, Christopher Jackson, his brief little cameo in this as well. I'm like, yes, man. Pull in all the Hamilton actors, please. Please. But moving on, who else do we have? Andre DeShields, who was Hermes in Town, another phenomenal, phenomenal musical. We have Beth Malone, who's in Fun Home. Phoebe Newworth, Chicago. And who else? Oh, it doesn't stop there, honey. We got Bernadette Peters, Sunday in the Park with George, The Witch and Into the Woods, Gypsy. We got Joel Grey, who originated the role of the MC in Cabaret and was the original wizard in Wicked. I mean, could it get better than this? I mean, if there are so many other cameos, but oh my gosh, these were, many of these were the people I like picked up picked up on immediately and there were like a few others who I mean it was kind of just like shocking that like I did miss a few people upon like rewatching because the first time I watched it I was just like holy shit is that oh my god is that this person oh my god was that this person that it kind of I missed some people because I was just like in a bit of a state of shock but oh my goodness damn damn they really, they pulled out all the stops on this. Oh my goodness. They did not hold back. And I love that so much for them. Truly, 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 truly. But again, not spending too much time going over all the little cameos because again, that's a lot of people to cover. But alas, if you want, if you want like a full list of cameos, again, there are so many articles that break down every single cameo we see and what you know what Broadway production that they were in more I you know I should say what they are most notable for because as well you know we have like Danielle Furland in it who also originated the role of Little Red in Into the Woods like oh my goodness there are so many amazing little cameos in this movie and oh man I feel like I could do an entire episode talking about each of them. But yeah, that's not the point of today. Now that we've covered 
this aspect of Tick, Tick, Boom, I want to get into the message and my kind of takeaways from Tick, Tick, Boom. And again, this is through kind of what my thoughts have been and through some discussion with friends. Because I've talked to a few people about this movie because it's just, it resonated a lot with many of us. Now, this movie is quite literally about a man in his 20s having having an existential crisis and trying and panicking over what he wants in life and what he's doing in life. You know, this is about the challenges and the struggles of wanting to have a career and do what you are passionate about, but, you know, being told no time after time having those standards in life and that anxiety and you know feeling like your life is a ticking clock as he describes it in this movie and because of this I understand why a lot of people watch this and have an existential crisis themselves because you know especially a creative especially someone who's trying to do what they're passionate about having that bit of panic of oh my god Can I actually do this? Can I actually make a career out of this? Can I actually be successful with this? And being told no time after time, not seeing the results, you know, I I get it. I completely understand it. And honestly, I had a bit of that mini, you know, crisis feeling as well while watching this movie. I had that bit of panic while watching this movie because, you know, I would absolutely love to make a career out of talking about movies, out of of producing, out of just working in film because it's what I love. It's what I absolutely love and I would love to make a career out of it. And of course, watching this movie, it's like, oh my gosh, the challenges that come your way, being told no, not seeing the results, you know, it, it can be stalling. But you know what? Those are just obstacles and you can get over obstacles. So if you watch this movie and the, your only takeaway was to have an existential crisis or just panic or have that anxiety, and that's your only takeaway from it, you did not watch the movie. You got to open your you got to open your eyes and open your heart and mind a little when you're watching this because it's not just about the struggles. It's really not. And watching this movie, my takeaway was that if you stick to doing working on your passions and you work you continue working hard, And even when people tell you no, you push past that, you leap over obstacles as they come your way, you continue to develop the relationships that you have with others, you will find success. You will achieve your goals. You will get to where you want to be. Sure, it took Jonathan Larson years to get to where he was. It took him years to get his musical on a stage to have that success. It took years. But look at any celebrity, you know, any actor, any actress, any director, any producer. Do you think that they got to where they are within a year? Within two years? Sure, maybe some of them did find overnight success. But for many of them, it took years to get to where they are. But they had a passion and they continued working towards it. And that's why many of them have become household names. That's why some so many of them have won awards and continue to get these amazing projects to work on because they continue to work hard. Even 
obstacle after obstacle, even after being told no so many times. There are countless stories of actors and actresses who struggled getting told no day after day, year after year, before they found their big break. But they didn't give up. And that's the thing. You don't give up. Continue working on what you love. And that's what I took away. And and like after watching it, I was motivated. Like it, I found motivation in this film. Because I'm like, if Jonathan Larson can do it, I can fucking do it. He worked, he had a dream and a vision of where he wanted to be in life. And he didn't give up even though he wanted to. And hell, we all want to fucking give up sometimes. It's hard, it's, you know, it's really easy to kind of flip to that mindset. And of course, it's easy. It's easy to just give up and, you know, throw the towel in and be like, okay, this is it. Let's just find the easy way in life. But that, no, no, absolutely not. Hell no. Say hell no to that. Don't take the easy path. Take the road less traveled. So, you know, if you're listening to this episode and you have a goal you have a vision of where you want to be in life, you are a creative who, you know, you want to be an actor. You want to be a director. You want to be a producer. You want to be a photographer. Whatever it is, don't give up. Don't give up. And surround yourself with people who are going to encourage you and support you along the way because that is another really important aspect surrounding yourself with you know either like-minded people or just people who are going to support you people who if you go to them and say you know you feel like giving up or you're you know you're sick and tired of being told no someone who's going to look at you and say don't give up keep going because you are passionate about what you do you are passionate about you know, insert whatever it is. You're passionate about this. You're passionate about writing, about film, about, I don't know, science even. Like, whatever it is, have people around you who are going to encourage and push you to get to where you want to be. Having that positive reinforcement is important, you know? And especially if you have those people around you, friends or family, whoever they are, you have a mentor, Keep them close because having their support is going to help you. And that is definitely something I love about my circle that I have now with the podcast, you know, being on TikTok. The people I have around me are so incredibly supportive. And because we're also all on a similar path, you know, we all have something that we're working towards. So we understand the struggles when views are low, when engagement is shit, when people aren't listening, when it feels like you're not really getting anywhere. We get it. We understand, but we don't give up. We encourage each other to keep pushing and keep moving on to not fall back. So if you haven't watched this movie or you've watched it and don't, and think I'm full of shit, watch it again. Because I'm telling you, watch it with a slightly different mindset and you will come out of it motivated. Trust me. Again, would I lie to you? 
I really wouldn't. I really, really wouldn't. And honestly, this is something I could talk about for days, 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 days on end. And I don't know. Oh my God. Like, I just, I love this musical so much. It, I'm, I've watched it so many times already and I'm going to continue watching it each and every day. Not each and every day, but often, maybe once a week. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll figure it out. It kind of feels like it's going to be every week. I mean, I listen to the music like every single day, but they just plan to loop in my head anyway. But again, just watch this musical if you have not. And if you've seen it, watch it again. It gets better and better with each watch. But I think that's about it for this episode. If you, if you happen to want to talk about Tick, Tick, Boom, hop into my DMs. I will talk about this movie any day. 100% any day. Also, if you want to talk about Ryan. But, you know, or musicals in general. I don't know. I don't know. Or if you just want to talk. I don't know. You know, if you want to have a cool little conversation. And, you know, I'm always available. But anyway, that about wraps things up for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope, I hope with this one you kind of had a nice little takeaway from it because again, I th- I find Tick Tick Boom to be incredibly motivational despite, you know, the anxiety that comes with it because hell, that's fucking natural with anything in life, especially when you are trying, when you have like goals you want to reach. Anxiety does play a big role in it, but I hope what you take away is a little, some, some little motivation, but you know, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for the support. The amount of, again, I've said it before, but the amount of love and support I've been getting for this podcast is absolutely amazing. And I appreciate every single one of you. I truly do. And I'm so excited to see where this podcast goes, how much it grows and how, you know, how many more connections I will make. But to close things off, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at oh shoot Podcast. Give me a follow, shoot me a DM. You know, let's connect if you haven't already. You can find me on Apple Podcasts. And what would be really awesome is if you, you know, a little rating and review. Five stars is the hope. If you don't think it's worth quite five stars yet, that's A-okay. That's absolutely okay. You know, whatever your heart thinks this podcast deserves whatever number that is pop that in it does actually you know what it does help to see the reviews and whatnot um and like getting that feedback because I definitely I want to grow you know I want to take this podcast to the next level and any feedback anyone has I'm like all for it truly I am all for it and lastly I am on Spotify you can rate podcasts now which is really cool I've been waiting for this. I've been really hoping that Spotify would do this and now they finally did. So if your chosen listening platform is Spotify, drop me a review there as well. Or rating rather. They don't, I don't think they have like a reviewing system yet, just a star rating. But alas, that is it. Until the next episode, stay nerdy.